everyone, and welcome back to the show, Amy Weber Unleashed. I am your host, of course, Amy Weber. I've got a really cool guest on my show today, Tracy Lee. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. I, look, there's so yes. much information. I feel like you're the sort of walking encyclopedia that I just want to get in there and reach into your brain and talk about so many things. First of all, you're cool as hell. I love a woman who literally is like, look, I, I had highlights in my hair and I was traumatized, as stupid <laughs> as I was traumatized. I took a box color, which is like cardinal sin. I did that too. Actually. Colored my hair like three days ago. I just didn't, just the change, it was so jarring. And it's like, you're so cool rocking this blue <laughs> hair. Blue hair. Yeah. My whole life. No, really? just kidding. No, um, I, three years now. Okay. I they bleach just, it out, right? Completely. Yeah. And then they have to deposit it, it has damaged my hair to no oh end. Oh my gosh. Yes. Is it yes. a lot of maintenance? Every five weeks we have to. Um, okay, that's it. not bad because I have old lady grays now as well as chemotherapy whites from when I was 21. So this lasts about two solid weeks. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. And then I've got the powder and everything. So, um, okay, well, I really want to jump in because um, you're talking about the fact that you didn't watch TV growing up which I think is awesome. Look, I think, not that you were bored, but I think a child that, because I have twins, that gets bored finds their creativity, right? Like a bored child is the best thing that you want because they have to figure out something to keep them entertained. Was that art for you as a kid? I would say as a kid, I did watch TV, but as I, you know, hit my teenage years on, you know, I was sneaking into nightclubs and doing all the bad nice. stuff, you know, stealing, yeah. stealing my mom's car. And yeah. I Does she know? I mean, she knows. Oh, that. yeah. Yeah. I crashed okay. it. I crashed it. So you yeah. crashed the car after you stole it. Yeah. Yeah. I was out. And yeah. Oh, she okay, <laughs> that's, a whole, that's a whole story. Yeah. No, I was great. I was great. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I didn't do a lot of um, watching of TV because I was like, I was snowboarding or shooting photos or doing any number of things. I just didn't have time for TV. Yeah. So. That's amazing. And I know my husband always says stuff like, did you see like Flipper? I'm like, I don't know what the hell is Flipper? I don't know what Flipper is. I don't know what the Beverly Hill. I don't know. I mean, I, I will admit I did watch like the Lawrence Welk show. I just so ridiculous because they played music and I would dance to it. But I didn't watch a ton of TV, I guess, Happy Days and things like that. But happy days. You're dating yourself. Now. Yeah. I'm 51. <laughs> No, yes, really? I, I know. I had no idea. Like you look amazing. Thank you so much. Um, so, were you doing art as a kid? Was that something that you were doing? I, I picked up a camera somewhere around fifteen, and okay. I was taking photos. And yeah. were you taking photos of skateboarding. like people? Oh, gosh, skateboarding! I was so a skateboarding cool. photographer. I was. I did the Tonight Show with Tom Green, and okay. he was a pretty big skateboarder, and he was really good friends with who's like the ultimate skateboarder, Tony, Tony Hawk. Hawk. Yeah, so he was good friends with Tony Hawk, and I always found it fascinating because I thought like because his like center of gravity, both of their center of gravity, they're tall dudes, yeah. right? They are yeah. not short like you would think that it would be so much harder to skateboard being that they height. Just but been doing it for so Man. long it's just practiced right they're just yeah insane so okay so you started taking pictures of skateboarders really mm -hmm. cool so what got you when did you start transferring that into drawing and art and no that was my that became my art it so was. i went from action sports i did action sports for many years so i did skateboard snowboard and then i 
I became a UFC photographer. Actually, I did nightlife photography first. So wow. um, here in Las Vegas, did nightlife photography. And then I traveled around the world with the UFC for about eight or nine years. That is so, so hard because of that <laughs> shutter. Because look, I had a modeling agency. I had to teach myself how to take headshots for these models because models are usually broke. And I did that too. I did modeling. I mean, if they, mo if they, for me, I wasn't using a tripod cause I couldn't stand setting it up. So if they moved even in the slightest, I mean, thank God for Photoshop <laughs> nowadays, I just use the sharpen tool, but back then they move slightly like you're out of focus. Right. I never understood how to capture moving things. It's and hard. I became very practiced at it. And then I went from there and I turned it into, um, shooting photos in the night sky so i'm an astrophotographer oh and that i went from the fastest type of photography out there to pretty much the slowest type of photography out there yeah, it was very unique How from having to move that um after i stopped shooting um ufc after i stopped shooting the fights i kind of felt a little lost okay. I, didn't, I was I identified with being tracy lee cage side ufc photographer so after I stopped doing that, I started going hiking and camping and I grew up doing that, but there was a big gap where I had stopped. Yeah. And somewhere as I was camping and hiking, I figured out that I wanted to shoot photos of the stars. Wow. And the stars were always something that captivated me and could get me to slow down because I was hyperactive, yeah. you know, never sat still. And when I started doing that, I was able to sit down and slow down and have a lot more patience, which I never had. It's so. incredible. I know yeah. I started I started doing this thing every morning um, and I won't look at my phone. First thing I do oh, is I wish I could do that. I meditate as long as I can. And I try to meditate to where I get this to this place where I just feel like I'm just love and I'm gratitude. Because no matter what happens when I do decide to pick up that phone and all the different myriad of businesses that I have going on, I'm going to handle it in a much different perspective because I took that time for myself. See, I don't have the patience to do that. I'm just like... You do. I don't. You just have to work on it. I have it. to work on it, I know. But Even I, if it's I, one minute and you just don't look at that phone, it's that one minute for yourself that you're... Okay. Trying. I'll try that. I'll try that tonight and tomorrow. Yeah. I'm just not a normal sleeper either. Like with NFTs, it has me up all hours of the night. I probably slept maybe two hours last night. Okay, I'm the same, except for I have too much on my mind. We're getting baby goats in a couple of days. Are you going to do yoga with them? I don't. I don't, I don't baby yoga. So. Baby goat yoga. That is like a thing, right? It <laughs> is a thing. And it, I've never done it. And it looks so cute. I just don't want them to pee on me. Yeah, they, they, uh, they'll jump on anything. So I'm assuming that's a pretty easy thing. The ours are going to be bottle fed and I heard they're pretty like they'll suck down the bottle but um but yeah I have a lot on my mind so yeah I'll just I have to take gummies at night I can't okay. I have no problem sleeping I knock out and like I put head to the pillow and I knock out so it's not an insomniac thing okay it is uh I have a lot of stuff I want to get done and I don't need a lot of sleep so, so. creatively you have so much on your mm -hmm. mind that you want to get out there that yep. you just and I'm not tired I'm I just oh, you're not you're not grouchy no, no, no. or tired no. No. Oh, I'm terrible. Yeah. yeah, and I don't drink coffee, and I don't, I don't drink, drink coffee either. Energy drinks. I just do you do tea at least. I do tea. Yeah. Okay. I me do too. Tea. I'll do like. And a that's dream. only because I lose my voice. So I do hot tea, especially this time of year. It starts like all summer long, spring. I'm not doing hot tea, but right okay. now because my, I don't know if you can tell, my voice is kind of hoarse right now. Yeah. This is the best it's been in the last five weeks. What are you? Who are you yelling at? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Tracy? I've just been going. I've been going nonstop. You know, I just got back from New York City, and um, 
um, I just, I've been doing so many different events yeah. and um, like I said, don't sleep a lot and that has a lot to do with it as well. So I end up drinking hot tea or hot water, lemon and honey yeah. to take like care of singer. my throat. Basically. Yes, yes, that's to take care of my throat and still sometimes I have where I can barely talk and I'm talking like this. But it's sexy. You have a super sexy Right thing now happening. it is. Yeah. <laughs> like in two days, in two days I'll be, be using a like, whiteboard basically. Right, right. Well, you're in a really exciting space right now with, you know, the NFTs and working with Maxim Magazine. Look, I am so, I have such a big place in my heart for Maxim Magazine. Um, Were you ever in the magazine? I was on the cover. I was <gasps> in it. so awesome. I'm a Maxim girl. Yeah. yeah. Through and through. Just, I know like a lot of people try to come after Maxim to try to duplicate what they were doing, but no one ever really succeeded. No, no, not at all. And, you know, even being female, it's so funny because it's a men's magazine. But being female, I was thrilled both by the men's side of things as far as, you know, the different you know, columns, guy, and, guy yeah. stuff that they put in there. And then the women, like I wanted to look at sexy women. Right. Because I wanted to be a sexy woman, you know, and they did it in you, such a cool you way. You aspire to that. Right. Yeah. And so I just feel like nowadays that, that, that kind of aspiration in the female space isn't quite there, Right. but there's definitely us women out there that still aspire to that. Yeah, I know. I think when we started to lose the paper magazine, a lot of that kind of, you know, went away. But um, so talk to me about these NFTs, because this is so cool. I feel like, again, a lot of people know about them. And but I feel like you're on the cusp of something so cutting edge and so like what the, the future is here now. Can you explain to me? I understand that they're non fungible tokens. I guess the part that I want to understand is who decides like, so you're an artist and you have your own non-fungible tokens. Are they specifically distributed through Maxim or you have? So Maxim has not launched uh, our platform yet. Okay. So I, and, and um, we're still filling out exactly how that is, you know, logistically being done. But as far as my work, I'm actually out on a few different platforms. Okay. And I have my work, my photography out on um, a platform called Foundation. And then there's a huge marketplace that is called OpenSea. And on Foundation, it's where I put my one of ones. Okay. If you buy it, no one That's else it. is going to have it. It's one of a kind. You okay. know? Um, on, on OpenSea, I have more my additions. You know, so I'll sell 20 of 20 kind of thing. So they're limited editions still. They're limited. But okay. I mean, I haven't done like 500 or 500 or anything like that. So, um, I, I prefer to sell on foundation. It kind of gives you like a Neiman Marcus versus a Walmart. Okay. You know, open is more the Walmart, Sure. even though it can be very expensive still on open but you know, it has that extra special level of service. It costs me so much more to mint and put my art on foundation oh, foundation because it takes it from um you have to pay a minting fee you have to pay a listing fee and then you pay 15 percent of anything you sell wow so it costs a lot to be on foundation but from a collector standpoint again they're shopping at you know nordstrom's versus right. shopping at 
Well, Walmart. I mean, it's my daughter's an artist and I'm, everyone's like, she should be on open sea. So it's literally, I think it's like going for a Van Gogh compared to, <laughs> right? Right. Someone who's Abs- just an up and coming. Absolutely. How so, is it when you, I'm sure you've sold, obviously. How, how exciting was it when you made that first sale? Well, my first sale was actually three of my pieces all at the same time. So I had seen people sell and go, you know, oh my God, I'm in tears. And I thought it was melodramatic. And I was just like, oh, they're just being, you know, just exaggerating. And when it happened, I'm all like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. You know, because at the prices I was selling some of that stuff at, it's life-changing. Plus, it's so validating. It is validating. I mean, gosh, as an artist in any form, you know, uh, I think as me as an actress back in the day, I loved doing, you know, movies and TV, but the box office never really excited me. But it's like when you do live theater and you get that instant applause or people are laughing and you sort of know, okay, I've done that gratification, that gratification, that instant gratification. So I can only imagine what that felt like, especially in such a, I know it's not a completely new space, but to a lot of people, it is a very new space. It's been around since 2016. And, um, I was devastated when I found out it was March when I found out what an NFT was. And I had no idea before March and I was devastated that I did 2016 NFTs have been around. Yes. See what I'm saying? It was devastating to me that I didn't know about it before. I've been under like a rock. What right? The hell? And I feel like I'm usually first to everything and I'm on top of, you know, whatever is the newest, latest, greatest. Like I told people, I got on TikTok three and a half years ago. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a year into TikTok. I'm like, I'm a, I'm old. And, and people, <laughs> like, people in three and a half years ago were like, how come you're on TikTok? That's for little kids, you know? And right. I said, well, I'm a social media consultant. I'm going where the money is. Right. And the money is where the kids are. And so everybody made fun of me around, you know, my age made fun of me. And then Gary V. Oh my gosh, Gary V. Everybody has to get on TikTok. I met him last week. No, you did. I did. I sat in one of his um, conference sessions and then um, he threw a secret wine party and thousands of people showed up. We were wrapped around the block in lines and, you know, maybe 200 people got into the party. So yeah. he walked around the block and shook people's hands and oh, took pictures man. of people. So instead so of being cool. inside his party, he was outside hanging out with all of us, which was really awesome. He's a, I mean, when I got on TikTok, I thought, okay, I don't, these dances, they're fun, whatever. But then when I came across Gary V. And it's like, of course, because I watch his stuff and, you know, it keeps coming around and there's more and more things. Man, that guy is just, I understand he cusses a lot. And I talked to my husband about this. I like but that. He's so authentic. <laughs> I personally like it. He's yeah. so authentic. And that's why I like it. It's because And that's why authentic. I like it. Because, you know, what? he's unapologetic because this is who he is. And if he needs to express himself himself through curse words and so be it it's not really hurting anyone but the fact that like he'll go up to these lemonade stands with these kids i saw that uh, i saw that yep i did makes i know like we were like he's like f this and f that but i'm like tears are streaming on my face because i'm thinking this is such a cool human being and i feel like like look even before the pandemic started people were just getting super myopic they just cared about themselves and just to see someone take the time out of their day. He does not need to do this. The guy's a very wealthy dude. He's got a lot going on. Um, he's going to change the trajectory of that kid's life. Right. Yeah. And, and I have to say that 
being involved in the NFT space, and I think this is, has everything to do with why he is doing the things that he's doing around it, it is invigorating. Yes. I am so hype every day when I wake up. That's probably why I'm not sleeping at all is because I'm like, I got to work on this and I got to work in this. And there's so many different aspects to this space. Yeah. It's so exciting. I haven't been this thrilled and excited about something in years. In years. Like, I love that. You I, have a why. You have a reason, a purpose. It, it, it does. And it gives a, And I'm not the only one. It's everybody around me. They're just always so energized by it. And yeah. so seeing him, I understand it. I get what he's going through because I'm going through the same thing. Yeah. And I'm watching everybody around me go through the same thing. So can you talk me through the process of concept to how you then get onto either OpenSea or one of these others? So when I first started and found out about NFTs, I was listening to rooms on Clubhouse. So I disliked Clubhouse a lot when I first got on the app. Guilty. Yep. I disliked it because I'm like, we do video stuff now. Why are we going to get on here and have a room, a chat room, a verbal chat room? I didn't understand it. Yeah. So I walked away from Clubhouse for about two, two and a half months. I got in there in January and almost no rooms showed up because I didn't have any um, friends on there. And then people started following me because they found me through, you know, the search for your friend thing. And um, I started getting back in clubhouse rooms in March and I kept seeing NFT pop up and I was like, what is this? So I did a Google search. And if you search what NFT actually means, non-fungible token, it makes absolutely no sense. Zero sense. It makes absolutely no sense. I thought it was just me. It's like you trade this thing for that thing and non-fungible, you trade something and you get something else back. That is how they describe what non-fungible token means. And that makes no sense. But when I like really dug in, I was like, wow, I can really sell my work here and I can make some money and I can you know, get my stuff out there. And so I started trying, well, I spent three or four weeks learning every single thing about it. I could getting in clubhouse rooms, getting on stage. That was a big part of it, getting on stage and speaking and introducing myself and networking and making the context. And so after four weeks, I put up my first piece and I put it up on Rarible, which is another platform that lasted about a week. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to be on Rarible. Took it down put it on OpenSea, and then did everything I can to get an invite to foundation. So some of the platforms you actually have to be invited to. Okay. And some you have to be invited by the platform or like foundation. If someone you know sells a piece, they get three invites. Oh. So I got an invite. It's like from Clubhouse because Clubhouse yeah. you can't just join. Right? Well, you can now, but oh, okay. at, the, at, the, at the time the back. Onset, yeah. Yeah, back in March or whatever you had up until... I think up until August. Really? Now anyone to, can go in? Yeah. Now okay. anyone can. But by that time, uh, Twitter had launched Spaces. So I think Spaces cut down Clubhouse a lot. Clubhouse is still going on. Um, there's a lot of knockoffs at this point. And I say knockoffs, but I think Spotify made a knockoff really? of it. Yeah. I mean, okay. and it's Spotify, but yeah, they made a knockoff of it. So um I'll just get those notices and uh, I accidentally hit them and I'm in the middle. I'm just like, I'm like, how do I leave quietly? I'm so like that's, trying to that's find the leave I, quietly button. That's yeah. why I got off Clubhouse is I turned off all the um, 
the all the notifications. Yeah. They made it so that anytime anyone you knew was speaking on stage, you would get a notification. Yeah. I was just like, it was an energy this. suck for me, a it time was. suck, an yes. energy suck. So I got off of there. Okay. So, so the non fungible token. So you basically create. You either have a photograph or you do a digital piece. It's anything. Anything, anything. can become non-fungible. Anything. You can be so creative. You can make something. You're like, okay, I have this painting on this wall. Now I'm going to scan it or I'm going to take a photo of it and I'm going to upload it. And okay. now I'm going to sell it as an NFT. And then I'm going to attach this real world value because if you buy that NFT I created, I will also send you that painting on the wall. Oh, wow. So you can get creative with that kind of stuff. I really believe it is the future of ticketing. It is the future of copyright. It is the future of selling houses. It is yeah. the future of selling anything digitally and having a constant digital record of what's been sold. That's amazing. You know, I was... Uh I was in this crazy lawsuit. It wasn't me. I was just literally like a key witness for someone. There was a guy who was suing Google of all people okay. back in the day because look when that's the, a David versus Goliath. Yeah. Sure. When the internet started, right. It was just sort of the wild, wild west. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't think they really understood how quickly this thing was going to spread like wildfire. And there were no real sort of rules or regulations put into place when it came to copyright. And so there was a magazine called Perfect Ten. It was similar to Playboy. The girls had to have natural breasts. They couldn't have implants. And so... Um, they would never pick me. They <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I wasn't in the magazine. I wrote articles basically for the magazine. But um, a lot of his... The guy, his name was Norm Zeta. And he owned this magazine called Perfect Ten. And a lot of his photos had been stolen. And then people were creating fan sites and making money off of it. And so he's like, screw that. I'm suing Google. And um, he's like, and because you're kind of like a real celebrity and not just in my magazine. I'm like, well, that's rude. And I mean, you're basically just putting down these girls. Um, I want you to be a witness to talk about, you know, the damages. And oh, my gosh, it was such a nightmare. Google had like 12 attorneys on one side oh my goodness. and I'm on the other side with Mark Garagos's brother, Matt, who's like an amazing attorney, but man, talk about a waste of time. But yeah, it was like anyone could just take what they wanted and then resell it. And then your work that you, especially even as a photographer, I mean, you know it what goes into all the time to me. So is this going to basically curb this NFTs? Is this going to put a stop to this? Well, we're, we're kind of hoping it doesn't stop people from downloading it. It doesn't stop them potentially using it. Okay. It does um, create a way that you can track who actually has the rights to it, like okay. as far as the right to sell it. To right so they to, can replicate it? No, they don't have commercial rights to it okay. unless you give up the commercial rights to it. And some projects, like a famous one called the Board Ape Yacht Club, they gave up all IP rights to the owners as long as you hold that ape. And I mean, that is what actually blew up that project is people can make their own derivatives off of that project. So as a photographer, I can choose to give up those rights if I want to. Okay. I don't want to. Yeah. I, I mean, think it I might want be, to retain that. Yeah. I mean, uh, is someone be able to use my photo and then create posters and sell them? No, thank you. No, no. <laughs> Okay, so as far as when someone buys an NFT, how do they pay for it? Are we talking, are now, you know, 
coins coming in? Is crypto coming in as far as... Yeah, I mean, that's what it's based on originally is crypto, yeah. but there are people like Mark Cuban creating platforms where you can use credit cards as well. Okay. The thing about crypto and the thing about NFTs is it's decentralized. And that is the, the appeal to it, that there's no one regulating on it. And when you put it back into fiat currency, you know, US dollar and, you know, banks and credit cards, now you're going back to a centralized system. So right. uh, people that are truly about crypto and NFTs, they want to keep it on crypto. Right. Um, Ethereum is the main one, okay. the main coin that people are using. But I have bought NFTs on Cardano. I've bought them on uh, Solana. XRP Ripple is going to be coming out with car, um, with NFT okay. abilities. I've bought them on Tezos as well. Tezos is actually, I would say Tezos and Solana are neck and neck for a second. Really? Mm -hmm. Because like, okay, so I look at my Coinbase account literally like every so often I'm like, okay, what am I doing? Because I'm thinking I should hold Cardano, but then it's up and then I'm selling people like, no, you need to really just get with Bitcoin because more people are going to accept Bitcoin as payment than Litecoin or Ethereum or some of these others. And God, it's just so confusing. Look, look, I just held my Facebook, which I'm not very happy with, and my Tesla stock stock. And then now with my crypto, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Honestly, I mean, it, it, it kind of is like buying stock, but I feel like crypto is so much more fun. Yeah. And it's actually so much more volatile. So while there is a lot of um, risk, there's a oh, the ton reward. of rewards. Oh, my so. gosh. And it's it doesn't close down. I mean, like the normal stock market, you know, that bell rings and you're done and if the market's crash now you have to wait and hope and pray that there's some earnings report or something's right. going to happen the next day that's going to get your stock back up but man with crypto it's just overnight stuff is can happening I, can i tell you what happened overnight last night yes. and why i was up last night oh my gosh yes please so uh, i bought an ens domain uh that's like buying you know a dot com or whatever but this one is a dot eth and so when you buy these ens domains you forward your Ethereum address to them. So instead of giving you this massive long series of letters and numbers when you ask for my address because you want to send me a NFT or you want to send me Ethereum, I give you tracylee.eth. Wow. If you want to send me anything, that's my address. <laughs> <laughs> I give you tracylee.eth. So I bought three of those for three different wallets, tracylee.eth and then two other wallets. Okay. I had no idea. I haven't been paying attention. Apparently, they launched their own token. They took a snapshot on Halloween. They launched their own token uh, yesterday, and they distributed 25% of 100 million tokens. And when I saw what they started, they started at $33 yesterday. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they started or $32. They started at $32. They dumped to about $22. Okay. And then they launched last night as high as $57. So I ended up, because I forwarded them to my Ethereum address, and because they were in three separate wallets, yeah. I ended up with a, a, a double incentive as well. So I walked away with 494 coins from three addresses that I probably paid about $30 each That's for. Insane. So multiply that, I, I cashed out 300 coins last night yeah. because... Um, or no, excuse me, I didn't cash out, I kept 300 coins, cashed out 184 coins, which ended up being over $6,000 in Ethereum. 
That's insane. $1.28 is I think what I cashed out last night at $33. So an hour after I cashed out at $33, it went up to $57. So I missed out on <laughs> oh, another no. $2,000, which hurts, but it doesn't hurt no, because I didn't even know that I was going to have that money yeah. yesterday. And I'm that person. I don't really play much but when i'm up i'm like cash out like i i'm just i'm the cash out person i don't want to get greedy kind of a thing so i'm not the cash out person i'm usually the diamond You're the hands. Hold. okay yep i'm usually um the one that holds on to everything and i didn't because i have been eth poor for a few weeks okay so i i kind of refuse to take my fiat and put it into crypto if i can help it yeah if i can sell my work or i can do something like this so i i transitioned it and i still have 300 and it like i said it went up to 57 dollars. they're expecting it to go over a hundred dollars wow and that's in one day how do you feel about the whole elon musk was that a joke was the Do- dogecoin was that a joke it started as a it joke started as a initially joke. but i think he got behind it and he figured he could really push you know, utilize his social media to push. But the problem was as soon as it got as high as what, 72 cents, I yeah. think was the all time high on it. Everybody's like, okay, cashing out. Yeah. Boom. It and tanked. it dropped it. It tanked it. Yeah. So it stays pretty steady in the 27 to 32 range right about now, which is more than I paid for it, which is great. Yeah. But like I said, I hold on. I want to, I want to see one of those take off and become a Bitcoin or, you know, just the way, the way that Doge is set up, it probably will never become a Bitcoin, but it might go up in value. Okay. Now Shiba, Shiba's been going up and I have 1.4 million shares. Oh my gosh. So like, that's like looking back at 2011, someone dumped in to Bitcoin and are sitting on 1.4 million shares. Yeah. And then 10 years later, they're multi multi million. Yeah, getting in that at is that what bottom, I'm hoping. Getting in at that yeah. very beginning is so important. Agreed. I know now like everyone I was I was telling John Orlando like people keep sending me things. Like there's an app that's now going to compete with Cameo. Um, there's another app that's trying to compete with TikTok. Um, but you basically can send people, you can buy tokens and then as an appreciation or instead of, you know, liking it, whatever, you can send them money, right. which is interesting. So I'm just, normally I just delete these things and I'm thinking, okay, I will find something that is at the very bottom <laughs> and I'm getting it. So I'm like, okay, sure. I'm saying yes to all these things. I mean, it's not... I'm not doing OnlyFans or anything. Not that there's anything wrong with OnlyFans. I'm just a little bit old to be doing OnlyFans. Um, but I'm trying to basically say, all right, same thing. I'm going to get in, in the bottom of the beginning of something and see if I can ride a wave. That's, I mean, it's my fault for not buying more Shiba. I only put $14 in. Okay. At and least I you bought it. Yeah. It's, I mean, it was just kind of like, uh, I have a little bit of money over here. You know, I just transferred some coins and I was just like, oh, there's, I just bought 1.4 million shares. Yeah. That has now over quadrupled in the last few, you know, weeks or yeah. whatever. So imagine if instead of $14, I had put $14,000 in. Right. You know, and I mean, putting that kind of risk in, that's scary. That takes a lot. Of Especially at my level, I don't have that much, you know, extra money sitting around. If I was rich and I just had extra money sitting around like that, I yeah. could probably do that. I'd just be like, oh, I'll dump that. But 
Yeah, the reason I transitioned money last night is I have a bunch of projects. The floor, here's the strange thing about NFTs. When Ethereum is up, the floor on the NFT projects drop. So there's a lot of projects I want to jump into. Wow. And I haven't sold a piece in a few weeks at least. And I haven't had Ethereum in my wallet in a few weeks. So I was like, this is the perfect opportunity. So I transitioned, you know, 1.28 Ethereum into my my MetaMask wallet. And now I am about to purchase into some projects that I want to. Wow. I really want to. So I mean, it'll, it'll be gone. It'll be it's gone incredible. in a few days. I mean, I felt like this was something that was so new, but even, you know, I, I sell houses when I'm back in Los Angeles and I have a client that had a huge Robin hood wallet and there was one lender that basically would not acknowledge it said, this is not cash. This is, he's like, it's just like a stock. I can just, you know what I mean? I'll sell it. I'll cash it out. It's just like selling stock. And then another lender said, yeah, no problem. So some people just still can't wrap their head around it. And others are basically like moving toward the future, which I think this is going to be a very big part of. And well, I mean, you saw, I don't know if you saw Warren Buffett was so anti-crypto, anti-crypto for a very, very long time. And as far as I know, he's kind of just like, shut his mouth and Ooh, maybe even started investing wow. in some crypto and not a hundred percent. I, I could yeah. be misquoting it, but um, another one is uh, Jordan Belfort, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. You know, he's been very against crypto for a very long time and he's not into crypto. He's not, you know, getting behind crypto right now, but he's getting behind NFTs, which is which crypto. Is crypto. Yeah. When it comes right down to right, it. Right. Right. So it's just very interesting to see, um, we can point and call them hypocrites or we can welcome in and say it's about time. Yeah, no, definitely. Oh my gosh. Well, it's super exciting. Um, so as far as Maxim's NFT, are they going to be launching their own series? What's going on? Do you know? So, Can you announce anything? So as far as Maxim is concerned, um, we are, I'm going to be hosting podcasts. Okay. So maybe I'll have to have you come on yes, my podcast. And then um, we are launching a platform. And so we're, that platform, as far as I know, is almost ready for beta. Okay. And we announced that at NFT NYC. And then we will be launching the platform within the next two or three months. I'm so excited. I Anything excited Maxim too. touches turns to gold. And with you at the helm and John Orlando, I cannot wait to see what comes out of this. I'm very excited about it. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's, it's been a true pleasure. And you have to send me some of your stuff. I'll, I will. I will for sure. I'll buy some because I know my daughter wants to get into it. So I'm sure you'll be an inspiration to her. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks again for a great show. I appreciate all the listening and the tuning in. And until next time, I'll see you later.